Blog Talk Radio. from both the yin and the yang, and also maybe a major trip to the edge of the galaxy. We talk with Ari and Christopher Sluka today. Don't go away. This is going to be a lot of fun. So I don't forget. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, and I want you to give us a call. Or you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, or you can call us, 347-215-7511. But before our first guest, we actually have a first first guest. Uh, we have an old friend of mine, uh, Stevie Coyle. Hi, Stevie. Hi, Patrick O'Heffernan. How are you? I'm pretty good, and you're going to be in my fair city this weekend, aren't you? Uh, right nearby there in Bucolic, Altadena, just up next to the hills there, at uh, the Coffee <laughs> Gallery backstage with uh, Glenn Houston, late of Houston Jones. We call ourselves oh, really? the Quitters, and yes, we're going to be playing music there. So you're you're uh, you guys are are combining? Are you doing recording together, or are you touring together? What's going on? Well, it's yeah, it's it's kind of branching out. It started off as a su- suggestion by my fiance Valerie that we should really play together because we just kind of were horsing around once. And she said, "This this looks like an act to me." <laughs> and I've known Glenn for a thousand years since uh, he was he was in the very first iteration of the Waybacks. He was one of the co-founders of the Waybacks with me and uh, Chojo Jacques. And things expanded and changed and all the rest. He uh, co-founded Houston Jones, right. wonderful uh, high octane Americana band and uh, played with them for many years and uh, made his departure last year. And uh, I, having made my departure from uh, Menudo, uh, uh, the Waybacks, uh, all those years ago, we call ourselves the Quitters. <laughs> and we'll be, uh, we're, we're, this is our, our biggest foray out. We've been kind of hunkering and hovering around the Bay Area. And this will be our first foray into Southern California at the Coffee Gallery backstage in Altadena there tomorrow night. Okay, well, we have we have a minute left, so uh, why don't you, you make sure our audience has the details. It's the Coffee Gallery. It's in Altadena. Do you have an address handy? I do indeed, 2029 Lake Street. That's where it used okay. to be, unless the, uh, the earthquakes have gotten a hold of it. It used to be at 2029 Lake Street in Altadena, and okay. uh, it's uh, the little place around back. It's a really sweet little room, holds about 70 back there, kind of a tiki hut-looking sort of place, and uh, okay. great sound. Cool vibes and a wonderful fellow that runs it, Bob Stain. They used to run the Ice House. Okay. And what time are you going to be on stage? 7 o'clock. We'll be starting at, uh, uh, you know, the musician 7 o'clock. So that'll be like 7 <laughs> 7.15. <laughs> sort of a guideline, huh? We'll, we'll yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate you coming into my town, which I realize used to be your town, but uh, I really appreciate you coming into my town and bringing your your very unique and often pretty damn funny music uh 
to uh, Los Angeles, and I want all of our listeners out there who are in Southern California, and I know you are because I'm getting emails from you, to be in Altadena and uh, at 7 o'clock or so at the Coffee Gallery, and you're going to have a great time. Stevie, thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Patrick. Very kind. Appreciate talking to you. Bye-bye now. Safe travels. Catch them in this linen net Keep on so I don't forget All right, that was Stevie Coyle. And Stevie is, uh, is an old friend of mine. He used to be part of the... Uh, the house concert series that I ran. Well, I wanted to say uh, welcome to uh, all of our listeners on the Cyberstation USA network. And I want to say welcome to all of our listeners on the Stitcher network and iTunes and on the artistic network in London. Uh, if you're listening live and have questions for or comments for our guests, call us 347-215-7511. And uh, if you can't call us, and I know a lot of you can cannot because you're you're sitting there at work with your headphones on, email us musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Our first guest today, Ari, is understands how music can heal the mind. Her education is in psychology, but her art is in music, and her songs cross genre lines. She moves from pop to hip hop to electronica, but they always have an effect a lasting effect. You dance to her music, but you also think to her music. As her songs turn pain into power with visceral lyrics of hope and tragedy, you think about them. Her most recent album, Tunnel Vision, extends that theme, and she's now releasing new songs like Cattle Call and Cathartic Release as part of a music and film campaign called Pain into Power, working with the revolutionary mental health organization Jack.org, and over the next several months, um, she's already released six singles from her EP, Disorder, as part of a campaign dedicated to mental health awareness. Ari, welcome back to Music Friday Live. It's always a pleasure to have you on the air. Thank you so much, Patrick. Well, you said once to me that pain doesn't define you, nor does it make you who you are, that you don't want to live with the tunnel vision of your past. Now, your last album was entitled Tunnel Vision. What do you mean by the tunnel vision of your past? Tunnel vision to me means a couple different things. Um, In a positive sense, it means getting focused and really narrowing in on the prize or whatever your goals are and strategizing and having horse blinders so you can remain hyper-focused. But there's also this, that's when you're looking forward in the tunnel vision and then there's a backwards to me where you can turn around and look at your past and be defined by experiences that might have been traumatic by you or harmful and ingest them and be consumed by them rather than allowing them to be released and for me tunnel vision was really focusing in and, and in on you know becoming who I am and letting go of the past I've got to think about that for a while because, you know, I've always um, learned 
and kind of experience that that the past does help define who you are today. But uh, let me let me give our our, our audience a, a little sample of what that means in song. I, I want to play. Um, let's play cattle call for for a minute here and give them an opportunity to hear that. Okay. sample and I actually before we, we continue I'd like our audience to have another sample of what you do because what you do is so remarkable. This is actually the title song television. You wanna run around town with another girl around your neck. I hate you I gave away my you That's the title song, Tunnel Vision, and I played two of them because, like I said, your your music is makes you think as as well as makes you dance. Now, the voice in Tunnel Vision, that deep male voice uh, at the beginning. It, first of all, is that you? No, it's actually my producer, Steve Fernandez. He goes by Fernandez. Okay, and and, and what does it represent? This is a very interesting story. I think um, it's actually per, from the perspective of a wife who's been cheated on and she is expressing to her husband how she wants to fall in love with him, but he won't because he's running around town and he has someone else around his neck and it's her frustration at all the years and time she spent with this person. And then that disappointment of them falling out of love with you and you wanting to fall back in love, but they don't. You know, you you told me that you became a psych major so you could figure out, quote, what the hell was wrong with you. Um, when I listen to Tunnel Vision and your explanation of it, uh, it's, it sounds to me like you're kind of still figuring that out, as we all are. Is, is that the case, that your music is part of that figuring out process? 100%. Um, music has definitely been a crutch for me and a source for healing but also growth and figuring out who I am and trying out different genres and writing different songs really does help you define you not only as an artist but as a person and it, if you want to inject your meaning and have you know your virtues and character in it it, it 
you have to really debate who I am and what I want to represent. And if it's authentic, it's got to really come from the inside of your soul and heart. Um, it would be much easier just to create a fake character, but I'm trying to draw almost like a, um, a wrestling version of myself where this is me, but it's the hyper version of myself, a little more dramatic, you know, but it all comes from a real place. I've myself, I've dealt with mental health challenges my whole life, first anxiety, I had like a eating disorders as a kid, and then I grew out of that, thankfully. And then in high school, I started experiencing depression, uh, really, really bad episodes where months would go by where I didn't feel like myself. And I was at an, a time where it wasn't normal to go, at least in my family and French, friendship groups, you know, no one was really talking about things like that. And this is why this album is really open and supposed to be a channel for people, because I think the world is finally more open and ready to accept that mental health is a reality, a real thing for some people. And instead of shaming and, and creating stigma to learn how to help each other and ourselves. So um, that being said, um, going back to what you were saying there about um using the music, it's really, really helped me quite a lot to, to deal with that. And later in life, I've dealt with other mental health disorders. Unfortunately, I have a long list. But luckily, I've been able to get the support I need. And I'm totally a high functioning, really energetic, happy, loving person. And I'm getting, you know, very much getting my work done and accomplishing goals, regardless of, of things that have held me back and that require maintenance. Have you... Um heard from your fans if your fans told you that their music helps them also I, I think that's pretty universal um, when I'm conversing with other artists and you know friends or who like my music or you know other people who write everybody seems to find the best music as a writer is when it's from some a real place and people who are listening to it they could feel it and connect to it when it comes from a real place and we all it's almost like um, music is a soundtrack to our life and we it's a snippet of a moment in time and we hear that song it might have gotten us through a really tough time and we can look back on it with nostalgia and appreciation and I think that's very worldwide well I want to play another one of uh, of your songs and I think this is a song that has relevance to a lot of young people who are figuring themselves out this is um, Pretty Little Villains Bunch of dumb life, Belvedere, plastic brown, and your VIP. To all your sweet suckers, don't dip a quit them violates. You wear right, ain't right. I see a preacher from your bed, doll. And I'm a blonde, another kill, another broken heart. When it's down, you took a fall, I'm gonna be the back. Said it right. I've been, I've been listening to that song all week and, and I find it inspiring and, and, and uplifting as well as, as thoughtful. And, um, and I understand it's part of a, a campaign that, that you're involved in now called pain into power. Would you, would, could you explain that to us? 
Yes. Okay, so a couple of the songs you played, um, Tunnel Vision and Pretty Little Villains, those two are part of my first EP entitled Tunnel Vision. So that one, those ones aren't part of the Pain Into Power campaign. Cattle Call is, and that's the first single. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to send you any more music off the um, Tunnel of the Disorder EP because it's not uh, released yet. But basically, the Pain into Power campaign is the umbrella that sits above a short film and my EP titled Dis Dash Order. So there's a dash in between the dis and the order in the title. And there's going to be six singles on there. And the short film I'm actually shooting this weekend in Toronto, uh, it features CFC, which is Canadian Film. Um, the Canadian Film School alumni, my boyfriend, Dan Abramovici, wrote the script and is directing it. I produced it, and I'm doing hair and makeup, craft services, and line producing as well. It's a very busy, busy <laughs> schedule. And so um, it's about a, a father going through depression, and we see it through the eyes of his young seven-year-old daughter. And major theme here is mental health and, and innocence. And that change that occurs after you learn something much darker than you knew existed. And uh, the whole cause is, like I said, for mental health. And um, all proceeds of my show where we're screening the short film, which is called Grace, on November 14th in Los Angeles and November 29th in Toronto, we're, we're screening Grace. Um, it's a five-minute short film. And then I'll be performing uh, a 30 to 40 minute show after and all ticket proceeds go to jack.org, a youth mental health network. And I really believe in their, in their um, mission because what they do is they enrich youth with knowledge and they educate them on mental health, letting them know how to identify signs of struggle in themselves and others and develop coping skills for themselves and how to be supportive to their loved ones. So that's why I chose them. I think they're fantastic. And one of my friends, Jesse Heyman, is very involved with them and I, he's inspiring to me. So the film is coming out then with the, and it's also a release party to celebrate Cattle Call. And then the next single comes out in January um, that one's called Miss You, and I'm going to sprinkle out the single slowly, and I'm debating releasing the EP at the end of May, which is the Universal Mental Health Month, and as I want to tie everything in as much as possible to mental health awareness and support. I think that's a very good strategy, um, and I think we need to remind people that I believe the research, the uh, release party here in Los Angeles is going to be at the Dirty Laundry. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and and what time should people show up for that? Can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> so <laughs> doors are at 9, and um, around 9.30 or so, we'll be screening the short film. Then I'll be performing, and then my friend Adeline, she's also a Canadian awesome artist, and she'll be performing after me. And it's a fun night. There's no cover, but we are encouraging donations to jack.org, and I'm going to be doing a little cathartic ceremony for anybody who wants to be involved, but I'll keep that a secret. All right. Well, I will be there, so uh, you can not only meet uh, uh, Ari and see the film, but uh, if you want to, you can meet me. I'll be the ugly guy in the back. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) He's not ugly. Uh, let me remind people that uh, you're listening to Music Friday Live. We're talking with Ari about her album, Tunnel Vision, and her new songs. Uh, you, can, uh, you can talk with her, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, 
Or you can do what some other people are doing and have already done, and that's email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And why don't we take some of those emails? Here's one from Lily, Lily Lewis. And Lily says, hi, Ari. I'm a huge fan. I love your new single. I know you write with other artists. So who have you been working with lately? Any cool projects we should know about? And do you have any advice for artists just starting out trying to find their way in the industry? Did you write all those questions down, Ari? Well, that's a great two-part question. First of all, hey, Lily, and she's hilarious because we know each other, and she's my – I love her. And um, we've been writing a lot together, actually. Lily is a great artist. I've written a couple songs for her. She's in Los Angeles, and we've lately been writing a lot, tag-teaming on a project for this artist named Paloma Rush. We've been co-writing with her and a producer, Hamster. Some other exciting releases I have. Um, I had my first – a single come out with a signed artist he signed to Sony UK Cameron Bloomfield came out with Get In or Get Out a really fun hip hop meets R&B kind of D'Angelo throwback feel to Curtis Mayfield and that came out in uh, early October and I have some more singles coming out soon with other artists so it's been great to collaborate with Lily especially and all the other people and um as for advice, what was? Can you repeat that question? Was it advice for new artists, or what was yes, it? Yes, advice. For, in, advice for uh, uh, new artists. My advice for new I artists. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, such a big question. I have so much advice. Yeah. Uh, do you I'd have say, any advice? For, sorry, the question is exactly: Do you have any advice for artists just starting out, trying to find their way in the industry? Okay, so my best advice would be get all your music up on SoundCloud. It's a free platform for people to hear your music. Find other artists or people that are similar to you that you want to collaborate with and connect with them, send them a message. See if people like DJs and producers can send you tracks that you're interested in and start writing on them and just release, release, release. Don't worry so much about releasing too much music. It's better just to have a bunch out and see if anything hits. And then collaborate with as many people as possible, especially if you're a new songwriter, because songwriting is a skill that takes a while to develop. I still like I'm always developing my songwriting skills and honing my craft to be better and better. And every session I learn more and I've been doing it for so many years now. And if I could go back in time, I would have collaborated with more songwriters that were ahead of me at that time earlier so I could have learned um, a lot faster. I'd also say get a mentor that you can bounce ideas off off of that you trust who believes in you and your music and uh, will be there for you. Get social media you know, going, running up all, the, all of those and try to interact and get a fan base going so when you do have a song that hits, you have an audience for it and um, use your resources. There's a really good site. I actually recently told a friend about Submit Hub. I've used it myself. Um, sometimes your song doesn't get accepted. Sometimes it does, but you can pay to get your song sent into blogs. And these days it's all about getting on blogs. So then you can get on a Spotify playlist <laughs> and that's okay. where it's at. So the more blogs you can get on, the more chance you can get on a Spotify playlist, the more chance someone organically can find you and you can gather new there- fans. Okay. All right. We have another email here from uh, Dan uh, Abramovici. And uh, Dan says, big fan, whose music inspired you growing up? Who are you into now? And who besides yourself do you think we should be on the lookout for? And then there's a, a number of other questions, but why don't you answer that one for those first? Okay. And so the first one was who inspired me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Hi, Dan. <laughs> so <laughs> who inspired me? At so many people at different stages of my life. As a kid, Mariah Carey and Celine Dion, believe it or not, and Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, um, Tracy Chapman, Eric Clapton. Those were my, you know, standards. I'd try to sing my head off to be as great as them when I was younger. And then as I got a little older, it changed. I really love Pink Floyd. I love um, Justin Timberlake. I love Ella just Fitzgerald's vocals, Kurt Elling. I have a soft spot for um, R&B, like Robert Glasper and jazz you know, like um, like I said, with Ella Fitzgerald, she's one of my favorite, and Kurt Elling, he's one of my favorite scatters around. And then uh, with pop, I, I love Lady Gaga's fearlessness and her, you know, she's just outrageous, and she combines art and music in a way that I'm doing with film and music. I like her cross, you know, um, cross cross collaborations. I find that interesting. And um, other new artists, I really like Kay Flay because she's edgy and she has this cool rap thing going on and she doesn't look like another 12 year old who was, you know, primmed and picked out from the garden. And, um, I, my all time favorites, I'd say aside from that are Santi gold, MIA, little dragon, Radiohead, wow. Beck. It's hard <laughs> to say there's so many, but everything from yeah. alternative to pop, to dance, to rock, to jazz. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan also wants to know if you, uh, like, uh, depression mode. Oh, depression mode. Depeche yeah. Mode, I know, uh, no, it's not one of my favorites, but um, okay. I know that right. some people will hate hearing that. <laughs> that felt, you know, I mean, what it is, it is. He also wants to know if you uh, ever consider playing shows like uh, Oceaga or Way Home, and I guess those are Canadian shows, right? Yes, they are, and that would be my dream come true. So longer-term goals, well, hopefully they'll be sooner than later, are to get a, an awesome booking agent and, and get on a tour and get on those summer festivals. And, you know, so that's definitely a goal of mine. I wish it was as easy as sending an email, but you have to have an agent who gets you on that, you know, so okay. I'm working on it. Okay, and we have a uh, an email here from uh, Sean Mandelbaum. And Sean says, I'm a huge fan. Your latest single is a major celebration of vocals, production, and concept. You ought to get him to write your, your, your liner notes. I'm wondering how this song came to be, what inspired it, and if this is going to be a new phase for you with the possible release of more songs to come. And, of course, um, it is. But uh, anyway, that's his question. Hey, Sean. Thanks for the question. So, Cattle Call uh, is the first song off my EP disorder. And uh, I thought it would be a, a good track for Halloween because it's a little bit spooky and there's the screamo part on the bridge, which is a little unexpected. Um, and I chose to come out with that song first because story is about a girl basically speaking to her boyfriend and telling him how when he's out and about chasing his dreams and running to you know accomplish his goals, he forgets about her and neglects everything else. And again, it's kind of on that tunnel vision tip but it's about working, overworking, exhaustion, and burnout. And we've all been there before where we say, oh, I have to take a mental health day. So if we remind ourselves to just constantly have a certain um, mindfulness for balance, we won't need those mental health days. We'll just be ready for any day because we take the time we need to relax. So it was the female okay. perspective to a man who's running around. But in general, it's a, kind of the experience of an artist running for their dreams instead of living them. Okay, uh, we are down to the last couple of minutes. I did want to play just a piece of Tiny Bubbles and then um, uh, ask a question about it, and then we'll be off. So this is Tiny Bubbles. I need snacks. I'm 
peanuts. Shit. Like you see ago. that all these people over here?
It is all about the music, and Music Friday Live is all about the music, and we are a partner with World Arts. It's uh, easy. Sign up at www.worldarts.com. It's free, and we are there. And incidentally, who we are is me. That's Patrick O'Heffernan and my my engineer over here and our, uh, well, I'll tell you about who all those people are when we, when we sign off. Cause there's a, a long list of uh, people. Well, not too long. Anyway, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host. And of course we love to hear from you. You can phone in uh 347-215-7511, or you can email and, uh, um, yeah, we did get all the email, uh, questions for our last guest. So, uh, Feel free to email in questions and comments for our next guest, Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Uh, before I tell you, before we chat with our, our next guest, however, I, I want to tell you about a really great opportunity for a quick vacation. Don't go away. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And we will see you in San Felipe if you use the discount code MFLA5 when you book your vacation in San Felipe uh, vacation.com because if you do, you're going to get a 5% discount in honor of Music Friday Live. So that's MFLA5. Well, our next guest, uh, Christopher Sluka, started his music career in the underground music clubs in New York City. That's the punk clubs. And he eventually went around the world and ended up in sunny San Diego, California. Well, while his music springs from the melodies living inside of him, he integrates bits and pieces from artists such as Coldplay and David Bowie and Radiohead and things he's heard in his trips around the world. And it comes out in electric charge live performances that are loved by audiences and praised by critics. And when you hear the music, you'll know why, if you haven't heard it already. Over the years, he's built a body of work that uh, spans 11 albums, thousands of live performances. His newest album, Colorful Radiation, does what he always does. It explores something new in music, and in this case, the depths of atmospheric rock, leavened with bohemian influences and boosted by gothic undertones. Christopher, welcome to Music Friday Live. I have been listening to Colorful Radiation all week, and I can truthfully say I'm sitting here radiating myself. All, all right, Patrick. Thank you for yeah. having me. Although Happy I don't think it made Friday. me more colorful. All right. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you oh. so much. It's a great day. The album is out today as a visual album on Blu-ray. Oh, so really? I'm okay. very happy about it. Yes. Uh, Although, uh, and I, how, yes, it's out and on uh, Amazon.com okay. on Blu-ray. So if you don't have one, get a Blu-ray player, please. <laughs> and I'm very happy for such a gloom and doom person that I am. This is one of the rare days I'm quite smiling. 
Somehow, I don't think you're a gloom and doom person, right? Oh, yes, I am. Patrick, we are all doomed. We are completely doomed as a species. We all know this. This is the way it is, or we have our head in the sand. But yet, I still try to keep a kind of optimistic attitude about the whole thing. <laughs> I really do. I mean, think well, about it. The way Every artist that. that's out there, the, the great artists like Shakespeare even, talk about doom and gloom, right? And yet we yeah, worship right. him as a dies. wonderful artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the way you do that, at least to me, is that you've created your own genre. It, 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 you're, it, it's an, your music is, is, is more than a genre. It's an art form unto itself. And, and before we talk about it, I, I want to give my audience a little sample of what we're talking about so they understand why I'm so excited and why you're so full of gloom and doom. This is uh, well, Verka. If you insist, if you insist, uh, but I'll, I'll hold I, off on my rants until later. Thanks. Okay, all right. I insist. Here's Virgo. so nicely with the piano and you, you create both kind of a soft mood and an expectancy. So how did that song evolve? What was the inspiration for that? I get asked that a lot and I, I'm not trying to, to give you a cop out here, but honestly, I had no idea. Every song I've ever written, they just kind of pop in my head and I just think, oh, that sounds like a pretty good song. It usually comes from a very deep emotional response to something, but I'm not out there to sing songs about me i'm out there to entertain and hopefully relate to other people that ideas and, and especially emotions that they can relate to because that's how it was for me when i was growing up and hearing the artists that i really liked and it didn't really matter to me so much who the artist was it was that just that song that just sings in your heart and to kind of make fun of it in the movie young frankenstein he hears this violin playing and he's waving his hands in the air like this is magical magical sound that's what it is for me for music. Yeah. I love that feeling. So when I hear people talk about artists that influence them or they like them or whatever, I, for me, there could be an artist I like, like the police, for instance. I love the police. And yet they have lots of songs I do not like and I have to turn them off. So it's more about individual songs that sing to me and it really has nothing to do with the artist per se. I'm not trying to take away from their talent or their skill or anything or the success. It's more something bigger than that, right? I mean, we all yeah, hear that in like a movie, a song comes on and you're just moved by it, but you're not thinking about who is this. You might want to afterwards because you want to relive it. No, actually, if, you're, you, if you hear a, a, moving, a moving piece of music in a, uh, in a film, you're not supposed to think about the music. You're supposed to think about you right. think film. But uh, speaking right. of film. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you are releasing a, uh, a visual on uh, Blu-ray. Um, now, 
are these music videos or are they something different? Not exactly. It when the album came to me in the the songs in my head last winter in a frenzy of creative nonsense. Uh, it's kind of like when you have a song appear, that you sing over and over and you can't get it out of your head that you hear. Well, these were all new songs appearing in my head. At the same time, I was having visions. So uh, mm-hmm. not in a mental health kind of way, I hope, but it, <laughs> they were all just, they are completely related. And we had made videos for the last year's album. And I spoke with the director about creating something from start to finish, 10 songs, that works more like a story with diff- different chapters. So they all flow into one another. There's no like ending of each song. They just go right into the next sequence. And it's all shot in 3D, as a matter of fact, which was quite amazing thing to do with the crew and the cameras and all that. And I'm just so excited about it because it really does work. And when you see it, you can't really separate yourself from the music part of it. You really have to see the visuals and vice versa. And it works so well together. And I know that term is kind of trendy, visual album, but it really is like a little mini movie. And well, I encourage not. people to really check okay. out some of the videos from the, the album. But really, if you, if you get the, the Blu-ray, you'll see what I'm talking about. And the quality okay. is just unsurpassed. And I love All that. Right. Well, I, I can't show them the, uh, the Blu-ray, but I can play some of the music. And I'm going to play Rise, which is one of the songs. Okay. Sure. I, I have seen that, but I, I didn't see it in Blu-ray. I saw it on um, your website. So is that a, a place where people can go and see some of the visuals, even though they're not going to be in 3D or high def? Oh, yes. I absolutely encourage everyone to do just that. Go to the website, www.sluka.com, and on the videos page, you will see that song rise as well as number one, which is the first single and happens to be charting right now. In fact, just yes. yesterday it jumped up to number 17 on the rock chart, which that's kind of fun. Yeah, we're going to play that later, too. Now, Rise starts with an airplane taking off into the sunrise. So is it safe to assume that Rise refers at least metaphorically to flying? That's an element of it. So I'm one of those people that likes art, music, whatever, to work on many different levels. So you have a simple uh-huh part of it when you don't know something you want it something you can grasp onto and it's usually the rhythm and a melody and then in the lyrics especially you can start having multiple layers of what you're trying to say so yes i i am a pilot and i'm flying that plane and i'm rising into the air into a future of an uncertainty and the song itself although there's lots of political songs being written about lately about what's been happening in this country and other countries with populist movements 
I wanted to focus more on us as a human species and what we're doing and about how we really need to start rising to the occasion and solve real problems with real solutions and get over all this nonsense, meaningless rhetoric, saying things over and over again, expecting them to make it true, like make America great again. America is great for its ideals. We don't need to make it great again. There's never a point in history where America was absolutely great. There's always times that needed improvement in all fronts, everything, and we're seeing it today. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I get all worked up about all this kind of stuff. Right. I'm such an apolitical person. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that's myself. not necessarily a political statement. That's a statement of uh, optimism and fact. Um, but in addition to that, that statement, you also ask the question, um, or make, or maybe you make the statement, you're not damn wrong. Um, well, so in that not. particular song, I'm taking both sides. Yeah. I'm making some inflammatory statements. And at one point I say, you're all goddamn wrong. And at the end of the song, I say, I'm goddamn wrong. <laughs> because it's okay. just, it goes right. nowhere. That d- uh, that while you're saying it, you're, um, you're waving a broadsword. Well, what's the broadsword all about? <laughs> <laughs> well... There's a lot of metaphors throughout this entire album. Like I said, there's different chapters, and there's a lot of different uh, uh, symbols that keep reoccurring. And one of them I use throughout this is the sword, and a double-edged sword, right? There's the good and the bad, Uh the beautiful and the horrible. But but the reason why I'm laughing is I got to have a police entourage follow me in a flatbed truck while I'm waving a sword and sometimes a mask (laughs) at these bewildered San Diegans pointing up going, what the hell is this? And why aren't the cops arresting this guy? Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) It was so much fun. And it looks so great in 3D because that sword's coming right out at you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Just for anybody who happens to have tuned in um, right now, we are talking with uh, Christopher Sluka about his latest album, Colorful Radiation. We're also talking about broadswords. And uh, you can talk with them, too. You can call us at 347-215-7511. Or you can email us, and we're already getting emails in, but musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I'm going to go to the emails in just a minute. But before, the, i, I got to ask uh, one question that a number of people have actually emailed about, so I'm going to condense them all together, and that is you released your first album in 1989, and you, be, yep. um, you actually began playing a few years before that. You're now on your 11th album. It's a very remarkable record. How have you, and I'm, I'm quoting one of our emailers here, how have you been able to live long and prosper in the music industry when many others haven't made it? It's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. Started off getting signed to major labels. First two is with Mitsubishi when they had a label in Japan, and then later on with Time Warner for my third album. I learned very quickly how the whole major label deal works. I don't want to slam them because they didn't want to pick up my label, but I started my own label, and I found out that instead of getting my 1% royalty with the majors, having 100% royalties is actually something you can do and live on. <laughs> okay, That's short all right. Okay. All right. Let's bring, I want to bring up another topic that other people have asked for. Um, and that, and you mentioned earlier, and that is flying. Um, uh, you are a pilot, you are a stunt pilot, you own a flight school. Are you the first musician and you are the first musician I've ever talked to over the years who has been kind of married to two very high level activities. How do you mesh these two things in your life? Do they inform one another or they just, or do you compartmentalize them? No, that to me, they're exactly the same. They both require lots of dedication, 
study, discipline. We have checklists, like we have a set list on stage, and you follow everything in sequence, and no two flights are the same, and no two shows are the same. So for me, it very much comes from the same place. And there's a lot of science involved in both activities, technology. And yet, when you get there, when you have that song, that moment like, oh my gosh, I have this song. It's the same feeling when I'm in the sky and I see things that most people never get to see. Certain types of sunsets and how you can fly through the clouds and you're doing the whole Star Wars kind of thing. It's just amazing. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't you do this? It can be done. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to work on it day by day. But if you have that drive, that desire, you will get there. Because people ask me all the time, how did you – it's not like I suddenly have a flight school with airplanes and things like that. The same thing, I didn't suddenly have 11 albums and all this experience. (laughs) It It just takes a while. You just keep going. All right. Well, let's let's do some of the email. Let's go through some of the emails here. Uh, Lanai in New York City, Uh, appropriate question. Where did you learn how to fly, and how did you learn how to stunt fly? <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> so my parents, I grew up a, a, as an Army brat, and uh, my father retired. He's a war hero from Vietnam. Anyway, he, he retired in San Diego, and I was still out touring all over the world in cold, rainy places. I would come to visit San Diego in around Christmas time, usually, and it's just gorgeous and beautiful. And I had always been mystified by flight. So there's a nearby airport, and I would go up and have an intro flight. I did that for about 20 years. <laughs> One flight wow. a year. Never got tired wow. of it. And as I got older, you start thinking, well, you're getting older. Aren't you going to have your midlife crisis or that kind of thing? Anyway, I started to accumulate the means to really take it seriously for flight training. And that's how I got into it. And San Diego, for me, is just the greatest place to be because it has everything, mountains, desert, ocean, and just wonderful weather. And it's not L.A. No offense to L.A., but my God, <laughs> it's so congested. I, I know, I know. We have relatives in San Diego. I go visit them all the time. They're out on Balboa Island, or, or rather, yeah, at, uh, yeah it's, it's great. Coronado. Um, Coronado, not Balboa, right. Balboa is the park. Yeah. Uh, Reston in um, Salt Lake City says, uh, when you play live, do you always have the same band? And who is your band? I do not always have the same band. Over the years, I've always played with many different uh, musicians, really great, accomplished musicians. But I always take time to write and do my own thing. And so they go off and do their own projects, too. Currently, I have a wonderful four-piece band, so I'm mostly on guitar uh, when we play live, and then I have three very talented women that play bass, drums, and keyboards. And uh, you can see them on some of the videos. They're just fantastic, and we are getting really pumped up to do a tour now that things are really taking off. Do you have any dates confirmed? We had we had actually turned down a club tour of December because we get, couldn't get all the paperwork together. That's now been postponed to the spring because we got confirmed for three festivals the camden mm. rocks festival brighton and manchester in england and i wow. got lots of inquiries about the u.s and canada as well okay i think it all, all right. stems from this interest in number one the, the next the song that's really taken off which we're going to play in 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 just a minute well we do have one other um uh, email i want to ask you and this is from ali in uh, st paul and st paul wants to know why did you leave the punk scene 
the punk scene kind of left itself. I mean, there's a lot of people that stick around with it, but when you're playing that kind of music, after about three to six months, you start realizing you want to maybe develop more of a craft, I guess is the word. I'm not trying to sound okay. uppity or yeah. whatever. I, I love the energy of punk, but it only goes so far. At some point, it becomes like the spinal tap thing, like we're the loudest band. Okay, that's not talent. Yeah, no. It's, uh, again, it's, not to disparage punk music. I love, there's an element there that, that I respond to. But I was also playing CBGB and all the clubs there in New York over and over and over again, and I wanted to do different things. Okay, all right. Um, well, you have done different things. One of the things you've done is you've been an actor, and you've also been a stunt pilot. Um, what do you like better, acting or music? Uh, definitely music. Okay. The acting thing is kind of a challenge, but uh, I'm definitely no actor. And anything I've ever done, I'm just pretty much being myself. Okay, all right. Uh, well, speaking of stunt pilots, um, I, I know a number of stunt people, not not pilots, but stunt oh, cool. people. Um, well, I live in L.A., you know, this is the company town. Right, right. All of them have broken bones. Right? <laughs> Apparently you haven't. Is, is stunt flying actually easier than, say, jumping off of buildings or exploding motorcycles through fire and things like that? Well, the trick is to manipulate the controls of the airplane and knowing the limitations of the airplane so as not to get to the point where you are going to lose control. Now, that being said, some of the stunts you actually – intentionally lose control knowing you'll get it back as you're falling back towards the earth. That sounds kind of scary to some people, but when you practice it, yes. it all works okay. out. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm on the ground. Uh, while I contemplate that, <laughs> we have time for one more song. And although this cool. song is, is, is titled Number One, I saved it for last because, as you mentioned, it's now shooting up the charts. So let's play a little of Number One. piece of music. Uh, so what have you got to say about that? Well, it's, it's quite different. I didn't intend it to be that way. Like I said, it just popped in my head. But how it goes from genre to genre throughout the song itself, you know, it's technically mm-hmm. being listed as a kind of rock song. It starts off with that ukulele. And I'm saying things over it. and over again. We're number one. God's on our side. And I'm being sarcastic. But what's interesting is it started getting radio play in the Deep South. I think Huntsville, Alabama, some radio stations there started playing it. And I think they're kind of taking it as similar to Queen's We Are the Champions type thing, where we will rock you and all that. Uh Uh, But but that wasn't my intention. My intention was more about reflecting on how obsessed our culture and societies across the world are with being number one in whatever field, the sports teams, religion, countries, you name it. There's something about wanting to be number one. I mean, look at the Houston Astros yeah. and how they celebrate the World Series. Good for them. 
but that doesn't mean the LA Dodgers were, you know, so they're number two. I mean, what is that? And then when you compare art, if one painting is number one, does that mean the next painting is not as good as number one? I mean, I, I don't get that. The criteria that we use as society to determine what is better or worse. And yet, I, I, I understand yeah. it, right? The, the, so the God the is on our is, side thing has always, has always puzzled me, particularly in athletic games uh, when people say, yep. they're yep. praying that my team's going to win as if, you know, the God who's, who's busy out there creating right. new galaxies and whatever else she does really cares. But in any case, I don't right. want to get into that argument online. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a hot-button um, issue, but it's, it matters. It does. It does. Um, well, and we only played a minute of that song. So as you point out, there's a lot to it. You go through a lot of genres there. So I want to suggest to my listeners that they listen to the entire song. Um, and where should they go to be able to do that? Go to my website, www.sluka.com. Go to the video section. Right at the top there is number one. It's also on YouTube. And you can also do a search for Sluka on YouTube, and a, a lot of videos will come up. But uh, I, I really love the song, number one. And I think if you watch the video especially, you'll get some more insight into what is going on with it. And I'm so lucky to be the guy who can say he wrote it because it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> but I think <laughs> if you give it a listen, you might really quite find it entertaining. Okay. All right. And also people should take a look at your videos and I really recommend that they, they look at your flight school video. I, I really enjoyed that. And I don't intend to go. You like how to be a, yeah, I did. I don't tend to learn how to be a pilot. And the idea when I, when I saw you climb into the ultralight and I thought this guy's nuts, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, but obviously it works. Obviously it works. Uh, uh, I've got, got a couple of emails. Yeah. We've got a couple of emails uh, here from people asking, is flying an ultralight scary? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. See, he's truthful. Folks, he's truthful, as well as talented. That's a yes or no answer. Yes, it is scary. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Live your life hiding in a corner and never doing anything? No, you got to get out there and live your life. Okay, all right. Um, we've got an, 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 a very interesting email here from um, McGuire in Seattle. And McGuire wants to know, do you listen to music while you fly? Hmm. I do not. But I do find a lot of musical thinking, I guess you could call it, occurs while I'm flying. Same thing like when wow. I'm running. I suppose some people meditate. Well, I fly mm -hmm. and I run, and that's where a lot of ideas come from. Okay. Well, the clock has been telling us that we've been having too much fun flying and meditating and listening to music. <laughs> so we're going to have to say goodbye. Um, you don't. You have. Uh, you mentioned you've got a tour date set up uh, for festivals in England. You don't have any yet in the United States. You'll let us know. We're they will be coming. Just, and also, you can check the website. Okay. So g give us the website once again. Sluka.com. Very easy. Sluka Luca.com. Okay, well, I'm going to check it, and as soon as uh, you've got a live performance anywhere near me, I'm going to be there. And, and uh, Christopher, I want to say thank you so much for taking the Thanks, time, for telling us that, you're, that you do get scared when you're in, in a, an ultralight, and for creating great music. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We are all doomed, but we can still have fun while we're facing our doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Christopher Sluka, the new album is Colorful Radiation. Follow him at www.sluka.com, uh, and he's a lot of fun. 
You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates, including the Artistic Echoes Network in London. Hi to all you people who are going to hear us tomorrow in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time updates on our guest, and uh, when we find out where his where Christopher's uh, concerts are going to be, we'll let you know. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at Blog Talk Radio. And that's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. Bye.